It's Christmas time, 1990. About 15 women, most of us in our late 20s and early 30s, are gathering in my tiny living room. We're having our fill of chocolate, my personal favorite, sugar cookies, cheese and crackers, and Shelley's famous pickles wrapped in cream cheese and ham. <laughs> and what would a holiday celebration be without some holiday cheer? Perhaps a cup of cranberry punch or a glass or two of wine. We'll all gather and tell stories about some of our latest escapades, like possibly the night that Jolene came running out from Guitars and Cadillacs with her friend in tow saying, Anne, I cannot wait till you meet my new friend. She is great. I'm like, okay. So I met her, we exchanged pleasantries, and I said, you know, Jolene, she really is great because she is my sister. On the outside, everything looked like life was getting back to normal. But on the inside, I was dealing with the intense pain of a divorce I really didn't want. I was battling depression and mourning the loss of what was and what might have been. I wondered, would anybody ever find me attractive again? Would I ever be a mom? Something I'd put off until I'd met Mr. Wright, only to find out he wasn't. And to make matters worse, my parents of 30 years were going through their own divorce and my mom was moving to Florida. I thought, maybe if I spent a night with some of my friends, it would take my mind off things, if only for that night. So we gathered together, and even as much fun as we were having, I said to one of my friends, I said, Cindy, I just plain don't have a lot to offer right now. And she said, Anne, how does it feel when you're there for us? I'm like, well, great. She said, Anne, then let us be there for you and let us feel that great too. My friends taught me the true meaning of friendship that year and through a dark and desperate time in my life. Fast forward 30 years to this Thursday, we'll gather again. There'd probably be a few more gray hairs if it weren't for the infamous color in a box. Some of us have put on a few more pounds and a few wrinkles. My Christmas girlfriends that are in the audience are probably thinking, speak for yourself. <laughs> but we will gather together and we will celebrate. We'll be bonded by a much deeper friendship because of the twists and turns our lives have taken. We've shared a lot of laughs, divorces, some deaths, and some crisis much more challenging than we could have ever imagined. About 100 miles away, one of our friends is going through a really tough time. Her beautiful daughter finally got up the courage to leave her abusive husband. His response a couple months later was to throw her against a cement wall, take her phone, and leave her lying unconscious, bleeding on the ground. I asked my friend what made her finally leave after several years of abuse, and she said, well, Anne." He put a gun to her head. I am happy to share with you that she is back home. She's undergoing some surgeries to save her jaw and mend her eye socket, as well as mend her broken spirit. Daughters of two others of my friends have also been, they are survivors, I should say, of domestic abuse. They got out before they were physically scarred for life. I love these girls as much as I love their moms 
and as much as I can without being their mom. And it's comforting to know that the feeling is reciprocated. In 2010, all of us were overjoyed when Heather became pregnant because, you see, Heather, Heather always wanted to be a mom. But the doctors told her it was medically unlikely that she could or should ever become pregnant. Unbeknownst to most of us, while Heather was pregnant, she was diagnosed with melanoma. And that little redheaded spitfire of a mom chose to forego treatment until she gave birth to her son. But as hard as she fought, and she did fight hard, and as much as we prayed, God had other plans. In September of 2011, just three short months after Will was born, Heather lost her battle with cancer. I believe there are some things you never get over, but you do learn to live with. And through the support of faith, family, and friends, you find a new normal. We were there for Sandy then, and we're still for her, there for her now. On August 28th, declared by Sandy, Random Acts of Kindness Day, we honor Heather on her birthday. Even though all of us volunteer a lot throughout the year, on that day, we work really hard to do something special for somebody else, whether it's buy a cup of coffee or lunch for a stranger, mow somebody's lawn, or send a card to a friend if for no other reason but just to say hello. Our girls' night out is so important. It's only been canceled once in 30 years. 21 years ago, I was asked to be the keynote speaker at a friend's end-of-the-year banquet. So 20 years ago, I got permission to leave a, a meeting early in Minneapolis to come home and give that speech. Well, I was 29 weeks pregnant. I got to the Minneapolis airport, and I thought, oh, I don't really feel very well. I wonder if I ate something that didn't agree with me. So I called my doctor, and I said, told her what was going on, and she said, get on the plane, go home, and rest. I'm like, okay. So I got on the plane. I thought, oh, good, the pain is gone. Oh, it's back. Oh, it's gone again, and now it's back. So I asked the flight attendant for a glass of water, and I kept my coat on and my mouth shut. I got back to the Des Moines airport, called my doctor, and she said, Ann, go straight to the hospital, do not go home. I called my husband, who was just about ready to take an accounting test, and he said, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, I'd take the test and come meet me at the hospital, I'm sure I'm fine. But when I got to the hospital, they said, so, how long have you been in labor? I said, uh, labor? I guess if this is labor, about three hours. My contractions got to be three minutes apart, but because I had a very patient doctor and through medication, we stopped the labor for six days. On Wednesday, December 15th, my husband left to go take another test, and he came back to a hospital room full of lights, cameras, well, there weren't really any cameras, but there was a lot of action going on, and a pair of scrubs waiting for him because we were having a baby that night. On Thursday, December 16th, 1999, at 12.21 a.m., my little three-pound, 14-ounce baby boy was born via C-section. Girls' Night Out was canceled for the first and only time in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. We spent 52 days in the neonatal intensive care unit. 
but my friends were there for me. They brought me cards, they brought me flowers, they said prayers, they brought me lunch. Cindy actually brought me the girls' night out present because, hey, she wasn't gonna use it that year. (laughs) Shelly gave me a picture that had Noah's name on it, it had Noah's Ark on it, it had all the vital statistics, and it also had the definition of his name. His name means peace. And through the teenage years, I'm thinking his name possibly was the only peaceful thing about here, about him. (laughs) Noah is now 20. He loves girls' night out, and he stops in to say hi, and he gets the hugs and all the smiles. The real reason he stops? He fills his plate with food, and then hides in the basement and plays video games. So on Thursday, we'll gather again with our fill of chocolate, still my personal favorite, sugar cookies, cheese and crackers, and Shelly's famous pickles with cream cheese and ham. They'll be the traditional holiday cheer, a cup of cranberry punch or a glass or two of wine. The gifts will be on the coffee table. They'll be waiting to be opened or stolen through our annual gift exchange. There'll be be bags of food sitting in my living room waiting to be donated to the food pantry. And we'll laugh about different stories, probably about the time Noah learned the F word. (laughs) Yeah. I went to investigate, and I came back, and Wendy, one of the Christmas moms, said, so, which one said it? I said, oh, mine said it, but yours taught it to him. Because, yeah, he said, he told Noah to rhyme duck with F, imagine. Some of us get together multiple times during the year. Some of us only see each other at our girls' night out Christmas. But we know it's not about the food, it's not about the drinks, and it's not about the gifts. It's about the unbreakable bonds of friendship between women. It is my hope and prayer that every single woman would experience the depth and breadth of the love that my friends and I are blessed with. We met through the JCs and volunteering, but we stay together because we love, support, and need each other. We know that boyfriends and husbands will come and go, and some of them have gone, come and gone. But friendships last forever, and at the end of the day, every day, friendships, friendships trump busyness. So I keep telling my Christmas girls' night out friends, if you keep coming, I'll keep hosting. Thank you.